I'm alone in a theater watching Jupiter Ascending, just trying to be like, what? What is this? What's happening? And at one point, Channing Tatum, he goes, he's like, I'm, he's like a genetically modified dude. And he goes, I have more in common with a dog than I have with you. And Ali Tanzillo, watching the movie in the theater, said out loud, I love dogs. And then on the screen, in the film, Mila Kunis goes, I love dogs. I've always loved dogs. (laughs) What? What? What do you mean? What do you mean, Mila? I don't know, man. I don't know. What do you, Mila? Anyway. What do um, you, Mila? What do you, Mila? When you Should like Channing Tatum, but you I, also like dogs, what do you, Mila? Do you, Mila? <laughs> <laughs> you had me at... Hell no. And welcome to You Had Me at Hell No. I'm Allie. And I'm Mel. And this is our podcast where we try to figure out why we love movies that hate us so much. Oh boy, we dive into all kinds of romance movies, just trying to figure out why. Um, and today, I also have many questions about why. I have so many but, questions. But I also feel good about today, to be honest. Um, I do too, but you know, it's interesting that our whole podcast is about romance movies because both of us are pretty avowed romance haters. I don't know that we hate romance, but it's not, neither of us, like, our typical go-to of like, I'm going to turn my brain off, I'm going to put something on as like a comfort thing is not always a rom-com. Uh, how about you, Mel? What 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 What's your vibe? What have you been watching lately? What do you like to watch? Yeah, my vibe is horror. Um... I forced my two brothers to watch Midsummer with me, so that was fun because I love that movie. But um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually gonna maybe go to the movies tonight and go see the new <gasps> James Wan, uh, Malignant. Oh. It looks really interesting. I'm really excited. He's a great filmmaker. So mm-hmm. I really I really like horror. Um, what about you, mm-hmm. Allie? I to but like kind of zone out as like a comfort. I do enjoy um, action or like a heist stuff like that. That's always fun for me. Um, stuff where we're all banding together because we're buds and sticking it to the man. Although I haven't watched an action thing in a little while, um, like since we last recorded. You know what I did watch since we last recorded, um, which is more in your wheelhouse, but it is a movie that we talk about too much on this podcast. Black Swan. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we keep talking about Black Swan, and it's not a romance at all. No. no. And it's, I think... I want to be perfect. God. Uh, yeah, it's a, tri- it's a little bit of a trippy. I was grateful that I was drunk while watching it, because it's so fucking tense. Yeah, Darren Aronofsky does that. It hurts that. my feelings. It hurts my feelings. Yeah, yeah. It's a very hurtful movie. Um, and Darren Aronofsky, like, babe, who hurt you? Darren... Who hurt you, babe? He's got some stuff. Did you see Mother? Um, Actually, no, you shouldn't see that. But it's... I had no interest, and I it also seemed like the type of movie where I'd be like, ugh! Yeah, it over was... Over whatever this is. Was it well know? made? Yes. Was it well acted? 
Yes. Uh, did it make sense? Absolutely not. And it, it, it's very... The whole film is a metaphor. So if that tells you all you need to know, no, there it you go. seemed like something where it's like, no, we get what you're trying to say, but we, I still don't like it, and that's not really that compelling. And I don't know. I'm over. I just don't, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Um, I'm yeah. Good. Also, I can't imagine making that movie and being like, yeah, I'm gonna date this dire- writer director. Yeah, now. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer, if you're listening, listen. I oh, just, no, she got I out just, of there. I just hope she you're got okay. out of there. I know she did. She's okay now. She got, She's okay but now. she got into it. So I hope you're okay. That's what I'm saying, Jennifer. Jennifer, if you're listening, I'm, I feel like she's not. Well, what if she is? You don't know. You're right. I don't. The, know. the I, five I, people that listen to our podcast are like, um, none of us are Jennifer Lawrence. N- not a single person. <laughs> we love you guys so much. Anyway, today we're talking about a movie that I feel like we both love, love. actually. L-O-V-E love. I love this movie. Yeah. Rewatching it, I was like, this is a fucking delight. This, I have this um, ripped to my computer as part of my regular movie rotation. Yeah. I will say this is one where it's like, oh, no, this is a good comfort movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that movie is My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oppa! Oppa! What? This, um, this movie is a goddamn delight, okay? It's so and, delightful. And I don't know if you feel this because you come from, like, a huge Italian-Irish family. But, like, yeah. for me... Both sides are giant and yeah. effusive. Yes, and same with my family because mm-hmm. I have a really big family. And half mm-hmm. of them are Ukrainian and half of them are, like, just very typical you know east coast new york jewish people so Mm -hmm. you know we tend to get loud uh Mm -hmm. we are always eating uh always laughing about something always talking about something and it sounds like we're Mm -hmm. arguing but we're really not we're just loud Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and when i saw this movie as a kid because i saw it when it first came out with my grandparents in theaters Mm -hmm. i was like oh my god is this what it's gonna be like if i ever meet (laughs) someone who's not jewish oh no and like low-key it kind of was oh no i mean i had a similar thing i also saw it in theaters and i i think i i also had a similar feeling of like oh uh whoa also can i i forgot that she's supposed to be 30 i know i was watching that today and i was like i'm i'm 30 when today when she said I was 30 and passed my expiration date I was like well this is great for us oh shit yeah to talk but about something that I haven't been feeling for the past six months <laughs> uh, I mean both of us turned 30 this year and we're like uh I turned 30 was- less than two weeks ago and yeah. I'm already like not doing well. Um, although this movie is like what I think what the message of this movie is, is that she was told these things like, oh, she's 30 and that means she's this and that. Part of it is, though, and should we just get right into it? Um, Yeah, definitely. Something I like about this is um, it's not like, oh, I met like her being with John Corbett, her getting with this man is a big part of her life, of her like turning her life. But. The way that this happens is because she first starts investing in herself and taking care of herself and focusing on what she actually wants to do or what would make her happy or what would make her feel um, good about herself, feel productive, feel, you know, something that she wants. It's about her trying to figure out what she wants Mm -hmm. and 
that's something really nice. And also, Mel, our John Corbett could be right around the corner. Our separate, respective John Corbett's. We're not going to hook up with the same John. His name oh, won't no, be John we have, Corbett. We have oh, very could that different be a man? taste in men. We have that's true. Different taste yeah, in, men. in terms of men, we have opposite opposite we tastes. Have well, different some, tastes actually, we have some overlap. We have some we overlap. We do have some overlap, but also, like, our taste in women is also different because I don't have a taste in women. Correct. So. Correct. <laughs> You're also, I don't know, like, I'm also, like, you also don't have to be either for me to be like, hello. <laughs> What's uh-huh. up? Um, and by hello, uh, what's people up? People of I the mean, world, Allie is single and correct. ready to pringle. Woo-hoo, sour cream and onion, motherfuckers. Um, but I like paprika Pringles. And when I say hello, I mean I won't bother you because I don't want to be a creep. So in the end, nothing <laughs> happens because I'm I I would at the end of the day, I'd probably just rather everyone feel safe and maybe we're friends. Um, so yeah, I'm single. <laughs> Mel is also single. I'm single and I'm having the time of my life. I'm not sad and everything's fine. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I definitely, uh, you know how both delight. of us, yeah, Allie, you know how both of us deflect bad feelings with humor? What do you mean? I've never done that. I mean, I can't help you. I don't know where to go from here. I don't know how to yes and this. Oh, sorry. Okay, I should yes and. (laughs) That was me trying. Sorry. Yes. Get me that again. Here. (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, What did I say? Oh, you know how we both deflect uh, negative feelings with humor? Yes and. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Allie. (laughs) No, but for real, what are you trying to say? No, I don't even know. I forgot. Okay, well, you made me look like a dick. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. But that is something I like about this movie is that part of it, while she does see, they do see each other before she has, like, her makeover, um, what, like, what happens is they don't start dating and he doesn't start, it's after she feels more comfortable in her own skin. She's doing stuff for herself. That's when she's kind of, it shows like, oh no, she's ready for a relationship because she's open to new things in a way she maybe wasn't before. It's yes, she's driven less by like a self-hatred or like a guilt or a shame and more by an interest and a uh, curiosity. Anyway, continue. Yeah, and I would say the scene, right, because it, the difference between the two, because there's technically two meet-cutes. In this film, the first one is when she, you know, Nia Vardalos or Tula is the character's name. Mm-hmm. She's working at her family's restaurant. Uh, in case you didn't catch on, her family's Greek um, mm-hmm. and they own a Greek restaurant in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, super frumpy. Like they really they really did her down. <laughs> she wears the same brown cardigan that whole first like 10. Yeah, minutes of just the movie. like frizzy hair and no makeup it almost looked like they put prosthetics on her to make her it's uglier it's also not even like frizzy it's it's down it's down yeah. and like it's almost as if she's like trying to straighten it it's as mm-hmm. if what, what i got was that she has curly hair but she's not she like almost wishes it weren't wasn't curly so she's like 
pushing it down and trying to brush as much of the curls out as possible is what I got from that. Right. And I would agree because another thing that that Tula struggles with and comes to love about herself in the movie is her Greekness and her heritage and her ethnicity, basically. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the first meet cute, she meets Ian, played by John Corbett, whom everyone loves. Everyone in the world loves John Corbett. I won't hear anything different. He's such a dreamboat. He's such a fucking dreamy dude. Yeah, truly, truly a hunk. And beautiful. <laughs> like Sorry, just a nice me. just a nice a c- man. Yes, just like a calming presence. He's also really made a name for himself, I think, in the past probably decade as playing like sweet like father figure. Yeah, like, hey, supporting dad. dad and we're gonna figure it out together, okay? Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's very chill. He has a very chill vibe. And uh Chill vibes only. Chill vibes only from John Corbett. And yeah, he and but Bardellas have great chemistry. But wha- they anyway, do. But when they and first, that first meet, meet yeah. cute, basically she's you know waiting on him and his friend who are there, and she makes a stupid joke, and he laughs and thinks it's funny, and she's like, "Oh my god!" Um, mm-hmm. And then the second time is she's working in her aunt Vula's travel agency, mm-hmm. and he's walking by and sees her, and she's having a good time working. Like she's happy. Mm -hmm. She's confident. She -hmm. feels good about where she's at. She's worked really hard to get herself to that place and, you know, kind of move up with job stuff. And he sees her and he's like, Oh my God, this is a beautiful person. And then they meet. And it's really, really nice to see because like, honestly, Nia Vardalos is a normal looking person. She's beautiful. She's so pretty. She's stunningly beautiful, but she's she's also, but she's also like a normal person. Like she doesn't have Hollywood body, you know, she, she doesn't look like a very, very wayfish young blonde child. Yeah. She's, you know, yeah. I mean, at the risk of maybe sounding a little weird, she's got some meat on her bones, which I yeah. kind of like. Which like, I think is interesting. Like, it's that also. The, yes, I do. I, I do. I do, too. I think it's interesting, though, that like it's that it is that thing of like, oh, she's so big. It, like, um, and it's just like a normal person's body. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and, and of course, you know, all bodies are normal and all bodies are good bodies. But, you know, the the prioritizing of this idea of like Barbie over Tiny. what real women look like mm-hmm. is what just ridiculous. And it's refreshing to see someone as the interest in a romance movie who's a normal person yeah. and who's also beautiful because beautiful, beautiful people are normal people. And part, yeah, Exactly. And also part of that, her beauty is like her embracing what she has and is not trying to make herself look like any anything else than what she is. Right. All she does is she gets different clothes, puts on a little makeup and wears contacts. That's yeah. pretty much it. Let's her hair be curly. She uses like a conditioner. <laughs> like, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, she basically gets to that point because, um, you know, she and her younger brother live with their parents because mm-hmm. in, in their culture, it's traditional to live with your parents until you get married and you move mm-hmm. out. And their older sister has already done that. And her dad keeps ragging on her, like, you're so old, you look old, when are you going to get married? I'll send you to Greece to find a husband. Yeah, I'll send you to Greece to, oh, God, God in heaven, help me. But (laughs) she, you know, decides, like, hey, you know, I've been thinking about going to college and, like, taking some classes and getting a degree and learning computer science because our, you know, I want to make our family business at the restaurant function better. Mm-hmm. And so, and this is one of the things that I love about this movie is just like the little nuggets that happen because her mom and her aunt, um, her mom played by Lainey Kazan and her aunt 
played by Andrea Martin, basically are like, yeah, we would love for you to take your computer classes and then work Work at your aunt's travel agency with the computer because that would give her more time to spend doing the things that she wants to do. But they have to convince the dad, played by the late Michael Constantine, Mm -hmm. that it was his idea. And it's just so funny. Oh, my God. It's genuine. This is good comedy. This movie is so funny. And it's so charming. And it's, um, I think it's everything a good comedy, but also particularly rom-com should be. It's charming. They care, you care about the characters. The world feels kind of lived in. It moves. Um, the people have chemistry. There's a makeover montage, which, you know what? As much as we're whatever about, we have this podcast. So as much as you may think we're totally anti-rom-com, these, I don't want to speak for you, Melanie, but this bitch loves a makeover montage. I love different outfits. Um, I love yeah, someone saying, you know what? I feel makeover. good. I feel good. It's fun. I like when it's fun. Anyway, um, but the the relationships feel, they make sense and they're charming and they feel lived in. Like you get, you do, you don't feel like you're too on the outside of it. Like, because there are definitely times when other movies try to recreate the similar, like, try to recreate that feeling of, like, oh, you know how families are, and we're all like this, and -and so-and-so talks. It feels like you're um, overhearing a conversation of a family you don't know, hearing about people you don't know, hearing about things you don't care about, and it kind of feels like, okay, but what's going to incentivize me to care about the people in this movie? And this movie is super funny and also so good at making you feel like you're in it with her. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and, and it's so good. It, it is that thing of both of us just talked about where it's like, neither one of us is Greek, but the way this family operates and the way this culture is represented, you see yourself in it. You're like, oh, I have family members like that. I act this way. Um, like, something I love is when Tula asks her aunt, is like pitching it to her mom and her aunt that she takes over the uh, travel agency business or helps out. She's going a mile a minute. She's loud. She's, um, she is her family. She's just like the rest of her family. Um, and that's something really sweet. It's not even like a fish out of water where I don't feel connected in either world. It is like, oh, I feel kind of disconnected because I am so like this family. I love my family. I care about them so much. They're a part of me. I'm a part of them. But it is hard to connect that to other aspects of my life that I like. And that, that was well said, Allie. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I agree because that's also the the voiceover at the end when she yeah. says, you know, like, I really had to start loving myself to realize how much I love my family and love being a part of my family and they will mm-hmm. always be there. Yeah. Which is a very lovely message. It's a very sweet message. <laughs> but it's um, also true. Like, when you aren't feeling good about yourself, it manifests in ways that maybe you don't realize and also... It comes out in your behavior, mm-hmm. and it it uh, colors how you view the world. And I mm-hmm. say this from experience. Yeah, and um, I I agree. <laughs> like <laughs> and so from my you own know, experience. but also that's what's so great about this love story too. Mm-hmm. That I really like. Honestly, I hate love, and okay. I'm I am not down to clown unless it's killer clowns. But I I, I the lady doth protest too much. I how dare you? I'm sorry. No, I sorry. No, I, I don't want to be loved by a nice man who will who will kiss my head and make me cookies. How dare you? Oh, you want cookies? I didn't know you liked cookies that much. 
I don't. I just couldn't think of something to say. <laughs> no, I get, but no, I hear what you're saying. You want someone to show you affection, and that's nice. Yeah, I, I really want someone who doesn't make me feel starved for affection. <laughs> yeah. uh, but so that's why watching this movie is so, it's a nice respite from, yeah. from life. You These know, two like have, oh, it's great chemistry, but also them falling in love is just a pleasure to watch because you can tell these people both the characters. You can just tell they fall for each other hard and fast. They also seem very comfortable around each other. Yes, like it's not just and this is important. Like they clearly are like they really like each other. They have very good chemistry. They kiss a bunch, but they clearly also feel so comfortable around each other. And like each other and like talking to each other and they check in with each other. And it's really, these two are fucking cute. It's a cute movie and I like it a lot. (laughs) Me too. And, and I think this film also deals with an, an issue that to me is so interesting, which is when Ian converts to be Greek Orthodox. That's heavy. That was heavy. It's, I don't know that I'd ask my... Whatever. Anyone can well, here's the thing, is that she doesn't ask him. He just does it. Because yeah. basically, in terms of plot, where we're at right now is mm-hmm. Tula goes to school, uh, starts loving and taking care of herself more. She's working at her aunt's travel agency instead of her dad's restaurant. Mm-hmm. And she starts dating Ian and her dad is really upset. And he says, no, like he's not Greek. I, he's not part of our, basically he's not, he's a stranger. Mm-hmm. The word he uses is xeno, which means stranger in Greek. Yeah. And he's not part of our community. Therefore there is not an implied layer of trust. I can't trust this person mm-hmm. because you're my daughter and I love you. That's basically what Michael Constantine is saying mm-hmm. um, but she keeps seeing Ian anyway because they're in love mm. and uh, he comes over to the house to ask her dad to date her when the whole family finds out mm-hmm. and it's it's a very realistic I thought this was very realistic like it wasn't a crazy fight it was just her dad flipping out on him yeah. and him saying well you know your daughter is 30 she's an adult she can make decisions for herself and I happen to really care about her and I want to see her so if if you're if basically if the permission means that much to you I'm gonna ask you for it and then of course it's just so funny he's like okay can I date your daughter and he goes no yeah, so good <laughs> Michael Constantine is so great in this movie. Yeah. My favorite is when she asked to take classes. He goes, why do you want to leave me? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, God. So good. It's and so, uh, so she keeps seeing Ian. And, <laughs> and so, yeah, and they get engaged. And, you know, the whole family is kind of freaking out mostly her dad's freaking out and so she kind of, she goes to see him and she's like let's just elope my family's really upset because we're not getting married in their church and he goes okay well it, my family's not religious and it's it's not really important to me so I'll do that which is which I think is so interesting and if there's any I really don't have any problems with this film at all but the one thing that I kind of think about a lot and that really strikes me is this issue of conversion, especially because, and I say this as an outsider to Christianity, so take what I'm going to say with a grain of salt, but the conversion process for Christianity is essentially just baptism, which is my impression, which, I mean, if you don't believe 
doesn't really mean anything to you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's really doing this because it means something to her and means something to her family. Mm-hmm. Now, clearly, he finds family, too, with her family, which is a really beautiful thing. Yeah. But Tula doesn't ask him to convert. She specifically does not ask him. It's his idea, yeah. which is, which is you know, I think a, a measure of good faith and also how much he loves her and wants to be with her and wants mm-hmm. her family to accept him. Mm-hmm. But... um. That is a really tricky, sticky issue. It's heavy. It's pretty heavy. Like, Um, converting to another religion is a big deal. Whether or not, like, right? Like, it's got two sides. Because if the person converting doesn't care, then it's, what's the point of it? If you don't care, why are you doing it? If it's just a means to an end... That shouldn't be the reason that you switch religions. Religion and faith should be something that gives you spiritual fulfillment. And if it doesn't give you that, then what's the point in you switching from team A to team B, basically? But then on the other side of it, it shows how much you really care about someone if that's important to them and it's not important to you. So there's never going to be a good answer for whether this is the right thing to do. But in this film, I think it was handled really well. Yeah, the film handles it really sweetly. Um, it's very sweet in the movie, and I think it's also that's something specific to like each couple who and how they'd want to deal with that and what works right. for them. But um, right, I do think it's funny that uh, cousin Nikki, whose boobs are always out, is his godmother. Work, bitch! I love her. I love with her, her big ass hair, her big boobies, and her big hair. Can we can we talk about Joey Fatone? I was waiting because. <laughs> I have to tell you, Joey Fatone is my favorite member of NSYNC. I love Has, has always Fatone. been, always will be. I liked Joey Fatone from the jump. I remember. I he's charismatic. He, he is. Do you know he's a game show host? That makes sense for him. He hosts a lot of different things. Like, his, a big like part of his job in the past, I don't know, like since NSYNC has not been as much of a thing, is he hosts a lot of things. Um... Because he's charismatic and he's charming, and he, um, I was at my grandma's, uh, sometime back, and w- she, we always watched the game show network together, and there was an ad for a game show, and it was like with host Joey Fatone, and I, was kind of freaking out, and I didn't know how to explain to my grandma like what <laughs> Joey Fat- like the significance of Joey Fatone. <laughs> yeah. She, I was like, Joey Fatone's the host? And she went, yes, he's... Vi-. She went, oh, he's uh, he's a host and he's very charming. He's hosted a few shows on here. And I was like, he's in a... She went, do you know who he is? And I I didn't know how to explain, like, yeah, Grandma, how do you know who Joey Fatone is? Like, I don't know. It makes sense that I know Joey Fatone. Right. Because he was tearing up all of our hearts for a while. Oh. Um, do you ever wonder why the music makes you high? Um, all the time, Joey. All the time. I, I, I did. I will say this. When I was, I liked Joey. I think I had like I went back and forth. I liked Joey because he was funny and charming. Joey was like a, you're like oh Joey's fun to bring to a party. I knew that you had to have a favorite, even though I think we were like seven. We were little when NSYNC yeah, was up there. Like we pinnacle. were, and I didn't like Justin. I was like, why does Justin always have to be in the front? What is so great Ramen about Justin? Noodle hair. And I was like, I think Lance is my favorite. And I remember why, because there was like a a thing where it, um, Disney Channel used to have this uh, recurring show where uh, pop stars would do a, a concert at 
Disney World. And part of the show beforehand, the little program on Disney Channel, would be them hanging out and talking about their life and going to di- going on the rides and talking about their wild pop star life. And Lance was asked about why he didn't have a girlfriend. And he, he said, um, you know, I'm so busy, you know, with the band. And I, I wouldn't really have a lot of time to devote to her. And if I, wa- if I was with someone, I would really want to be able to pay attention and focus on the relationship. And seven-year-old me was like, cool, I like this guy. And now I'm like, I wonder what safe feeling I was picking up on. I wonder what it was about Lance Bass that I felt safe around. <laughs> I wonder why I I connected to Lance Bass. Yeah, I, I have no idea why. I wonder. What do you mean? What do you I wonder mean? what it could have been. I don't know what Lance is a totally. He's just Lance. Lance Bass. I love Lance Bass, and I love George Town. Sorry, we. I, I really okay. distracted Let's, us. We have I'm to so rank sorry. the members of NSYNC now, okay? And I'm. Gonna well, I don't know that we have to. Well. It's not necessarily a linear rank, okay? Because okay. my favorite is Joey. We love Joey. Followed close second by Lance because he's an absolute sweetheart. And JC because JC is okay. the best singer. JC was them. the best singer and honestly, very cute. Very cute. Legitimately um, a cutie. Yes. And also, then. Chris Kirkpatrick is the voice of. Um, uh, I forget the name of the fake pop star, but it's. Uh, he, d- he does shiny teeth. Oh, Chip Skylark. Thank you. Chris Kirkpatrick is why we have shiny teeth in me. Oh. And Which is yeah. a banger. Uh, wait, okay. I'm realizing something about myself. Do I just not like Justin Timberlake? <laughs> because I, I like everyone else in NSYNC except for Justin. Yeah. Justin's the worst one. We've all had that realization multiple times over the past 20 years. Oh, no. He's talented, but we also don't like him. Is that rude? Maybe. I don't know. Justin, if you're listening, go fuck yourself. He, you're, we don't love the way that... Whatever. We don't need to get into that, bitch. That's rude. We, I think he's talented, I, but I also feel like part of that is he aligned himself with certain people, with the right people, which is part of, like... I don't love... Other people have said this better than I'm saying it right now. But basically, a big part of his career was by stepping on the necks of m- m- arguably more talented women. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's how networking in a misogynistic industry goes. That's just how it goes. I saw a tweet um, the other day that was like, did we really like Justin Timberlake or did we just like Pharrell and Timbaland? We just like Pharrell and Timbaland. That's correct. Whoever wrote that is a prophet of our time. Oops. Um, I love that we really, but Joey Fatone's great in this movie. I I love because the brother uh, Nick and Angelo start just ripping shit on Ian. Yeah. And I think my favorite part of the entire movie, aside from the bunt cake scene and the <gasps> that twin, shit killed me okay top three top three of this film is what i'm about the scene when he first okay. meets the family yeah. the bunt cake scene and aunt vula talking about her twin Those that are is my a top three. master class andrea martin in that scene is a goddamn master class absolutely it's so fucking funny <laughs> yeah all my life i have a lump 
No, she's like, so this is, like this movie earnest. Is so delightful. She's so serious. She's it's so one of those serious. movies where like if I went over to my mom right now and I went, "Oh my life, I have a lump," <laughs> she would be able to finish it. Um, so but my favorite thing is when they meet Ian, Nick, uh, Tula's brother goes, if you hurt my sister, I'm going to kill you. And they're just ripping on him. And Angelo goes, hey, Ian, we're going to kill you. <laughs> it's, so it's so cute. so funny. It's a cute movie. And then later when they tell him, to, they're like, oh, this is how you say everybody come in the house. And it really is like something rude. Oh, echo triarchidia. I have three testicles. Yeah. And that he like chases them. But like they're and I love how the whole family. Yeah, and the whole family just takes it in stride too. But I do think that uh, what another really lovely piece about this film is as Tula is loving herself. I think Ian's also finding family because he's so excited to be there. And when his parents, just the fucking whitest people you've ever seen, his parents are there meeting the family. They're just overwhelmed and they get drunk on Uzo. So they're like, and Ian's just like, ah, they'll be fine. They can deal with it. I'm having a good time. That is really, sorry. Just that's a very sweet and very good point, Mel, because that is, that is something that I think is interesting because it is that he's finding like family. He's so excited to know this woman and to know this aspect of her, and he like mentions more than once that he doesn't really have the same sense of family that like she does, and so that's something he is maybe seeking out or is happy to have in his life. And it's just this movie is very sweet. It is, and it maybe even was something he didn't know he was missing until he met someone like Tula, until yeah. he met her really. And, like, I mean, that's something that I think is important. Like, if if I'm dating you and you don't get along with my family, you're out, boy. Sorry. Not sorry. I, I don't know. I, for me, I'm, I don't know. Who in my family do you not get along with? But also, it, it is that thing of, like, I can talk shit about my family. You can't talk shit about my family. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Even if you're married in, you can't. You, you can't. Can. Shut your mouth. You know, yeah, <laughs> shut your whore mouth. We don't shut care. Shut your fucking whore. Prostitution whore! Um. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's why this movie is so nice. And also, like, the whole family, they accept Ian, too. Like, the end, at the end, okay, what, okay. I we love the end of, of this movie. We, it doesn't matter. This is this podcast. We bop around. Can we talk about the bunt cake scene? That shit. I forgot how funny that was. The way Lanny Kazan says "boon," I can't, I can't do it. It's so. Uh, her trying to say "bunt" shouldn't be that fucking funny. I'm saying. Fucking oh, funny I can do it. I'm swearing too much. No, it's she so calls good. it. A, she goes, "Oh, a bun," and then Ian's mom goes, "It's a bunt, a bunt," and she goes, "Bonk, bonk," and she goes, "Bunt." And she's and she's starting to get worked up, and her husband's like, "Okay, you gotta calm down. Like, <laughs> it's just a cake." And uh, she goes, bon. Yes. <laughs> and then the best part is that there's another family member who says something to her in Greek, like, and she's basically saying, like, it's a cake. And she goes, oh, it's a cake. Thank you. And then she goes to put it in the house immediately. There's a hole in this cake. There is a hole <laughs> in this cake. And then she brings it back <laughs> out. And the she puts the... The reveal of the fact that she put a flower in the middle of the cake. <laughs> <laughs> it's so perfect. Oh, my God. You can't. 
It's just so funny. It's so good. It's so delightful. This movie is so, like, it bops along. And it's, it's earnest. It's, it's an earn- earnest it, film. It just, it's sweet. It And it breathes, and it's sweet, and it's cute. And, like, and the stuff between, uh, I don't, we keep saying this. I really couldn't get over how good the chemistry between Nia Vardalis and John Corbett was. Yeah, like it. You instantly, like, you instantly. I'm think, like, I guess they're in love. I guess they're. Yeah. In, I guess they're happy to be married to each other forever. Okay. Yeah. There's also more than one scene where I'm like, wait, how did she? Is she on like a walkway? A pat because she's shorter than he is. Significant. Like John Corbett, I looked it up. Six five. Oh. I. <laughs> <laughs> And here's up. here's the thing. This is no shade to short kings. Okay, we love a short oh, king. We stand bitch, a short king. I love king. a short king. Love like a short I, king. I don't. And I'll say this to any potential suitors who are listening. I don't really care how tall you are, but there is something to be said. Like just the feeling of comfort of liking to be like wrapped around by someone. And generally, taller dudes can do that because they're tall. I don't know if that's as much of a thing. The wrapping around. I think. Because also I have a tall fan. We're all tall, so it's less you of a thing. You are all tall. You're a I'm, bunch of giants. I'm hesitant. Here's the thing. I or maybe I'm more. short. No, you're fine. Babe, you're, you're, you're fine. You're good. Don't you ever talk shit about yourself in that way. I mean. I don't think being short's bad, but I just never thought of myself as short. But maybe I'm You're short. not. No, we're my tall. F- I also have a tall family. Both my brother, they're 6'4 and 6'5. Well, I don't know what happened to you <laughs> but what i was gonna say is i tend to be hesitant to be like "Ooh, a tall brown haired man you know why because i also have a fuck ton of cousins so if i and go all out tall look- brown haired men if i'm going out looking for a lanky brown haired dude guess what that's one of my cousins and that's gross no yeah. thank you yeah we're not gonna charles darwin it no thank you also ironic that charles darwin married his cousin just gonna throw it out there i know Hey, man. Can you say uh, irony much, Chuck? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know Chucky e. D? He wrote his thesis. He's crazy. Married his cousin. You ever met Chucky e. D? Wasn't that part of it, though? Like, he married his cousin and then had questions about stuff or whatever? No. I think oh. he went to the Galapagos first. Oh. At first, he was like, these turtles are nuts! <laughs> Yeah, and he was like, these birds' beaks have evolved specifically so they can have certain seeds. Okay. And, well, and he was like, there? natural selection. Anyway. And then married his fucking cousin. Good for him. Live I your guess. truth, babe. Live your truth. If I, like, I feel like we're in a time where you don't need to marry your cousin. I feel like we don't need to have, like, a lavender marriage with our cousins anymore. I'm looking at you, Roosevelt's. Um, anyway, about John Corbett. <laughs> <laughs> John Corbett's genuine. Like, he's... I don't know who he is. John, I don't know who you are as a real person. Like, he's if I ever listening. met you... I, you don't know that, Allie. John, I don't know who you are as a person. But the impression that I get from you is that you're just a nice dude. Just a and gentle I like man. That. Just a nice man. You seem safe seems safe and gentle and that's that's probably why he keeps getting cast as like hot dads because he seems so genuine you you feel safe around him when he's not in these only scenes is he with these not 
Yeah, though not only is, is he a hunk, though, but also, like, I think the kindness is sexy. Yes. Oh, yes. And it's, you know what it is also? He doesn't, you know, sometimes they'll be like a hunky dad and it almost seems like they're hitting on the girl playing their daughter. <gasps> and you're like, get out of here. John Corbett never gives off that vibe. Never. He not always is once. very clear of like, I care about what my daughter is doing. Are you yeah. doing okay? Are you getting enough yogurt or whatever? I don't know. Are you getting enough yogurt? What? Okay, we gotta add what someday if we ever do merch, we gotta add that. Just like a beanie <laughs> with "Are you getting enough yogurt?" I think I got I in the got milk font. Are you getting enough yogurt? Are you getting enough yogurt? No, yogurt makes my stomach hurt. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, I am getting enough yogurt, and yeah, the enough. enough is zero. I've had it. I've had enough of this yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he gives off that like very, like sweet, gentle vibe. Um, yeah. And Neo Vardellis is so charming in this. I mean, it's fully her. She wrote it. This was like based on a one-woman show that she did. Um, and this movie also did super well. Oh, and it killed at the box it office. Ma- it was made for like six mil, and it made over three hundred and fifty million dollars at the box office. And I don't know if anyone remembers, there was for a while a TV show. Oh, <gasps> I forgot. I didn't see it. I'm sorry, Nia. Nia, don't be mad. Nia, if you're listening, please don't be mad. We love you. Yeah, I'm sorry and I didn't watch your show. And a fun fact, her husband plays the best yeah. friend of Ian. I think the, they've since separated. It's all amicable and good, but yeah. Her oh, yeah. It says they, they separated in 2018, but like they were married at the time this movie yeah. was made. And that man's name is Ian. <laughs> yeah. Which is very sweet. Uh, but can you imagine, though, being like, okay, honey, you're not going to play my husband You'll play in the movie. You're playing my the love interest. You're playing the best friends, the best friend to my love interest. So I'm going to go to work. And I'm going to go and make out with John Corbett. Yeah. Oh, boy. The whole day. That sounds awesome. Wear one of his t-shirts. In the... Yeah. yeah. That does seem nice. Wear each other's t-shirts. Gender is dead. And there you have it, folks. If if we're dating, wear my t-shirt if you want. You don't have to. (laughs) Um... I don't know. I was never. I've I've never had that where it's like we're sharing hoodies. Um, but is that nice? I don't know. I'm thirty. That never happened for me. I don't know if I'm supposed to want that. I think just because I was like, well, I can just buy a big sweater. I can just wear a comfy hoodie. I usually have to buy boy quote boy hoodies anyway, because once again, gender is dead. But also, I'm six feet tall. I need something that covers my body. Yeah. Ugh, you know John what? I'm just, how do you I'm feel honestly, about hoodies? I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I can't stop thinking about the, the TV show, My Big Fat Greek Life. Because I watched, I watched a couple episodes of that show when it came out. Oh, no. And it, it only has seven episodes. Oh. Oh, man. Bummer. But well, you know, Nia Vardalos is a pretty successful screenwriter, so she's like doing she's doing fine. fine. She's doing great. She's doing great. She's doing fine. And she's Canadian. Yeah, I found that out later. Yeah. Yeah. It worked out for her. She's doing great. Yeah. Good and for you. You're doing great. 
<laughs> Good for you. You're doing great. Um, uh, let's let's talk about the the wedding and the morning of her wedding. This is so funny. <gasps> I love it. Like she has this beautiful moment with her mom and her grandma the night before oh, her wedding, and I it's just it. it's really touching. That and shot so of she, the three generations in the mirror looking at. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, it was it was really lovely, mm. and. <laughs> And so then she wakes up the next morning. I just, I, I love it so much because it's exactly how I imagine my family would be. Like, 100%. Like, if, if, it just, it just is. And she wakes up. She goes down, like, she doesn't know where anyone is. She goes downstairs to the kitchen. Everyone's there. And she's like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, my God, you have this huge zit. And she goes, oh, my God, no. They run upstairs. And then it just cuts it cuts back to the kitchen and Lainey Kazan's like, where did everybody go? And then yeah. it cuts back to them freaking out over her pimple. And it is so funny. It's just charming. They're funny, sweet, like crazy, but like clearly so loving move like moments in this movie. Um, and yeah. that's what's so cute is it's the thing. It, it can't just be like, Oh, my family is crazy. It also has to be like, there has to be a clearly like some sort of love. You have to understand why they are that way or where that would come from. And I think this movie does a good job of showing that. And it's so cute. And then the, um, when the mom comes in and Andrea Martin is plucking hairs from her chin as she's talking to them. Yes. Talking to yes. And, it, and she's like, women are, are lambs in the kitchen, but tigers in the bedroom. And I still, it's still so funny where she goes, please let that be the end of your speech. It's so, it's like, so like, but like it, it has, it is very like classic, like do 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 kind of comedy beats, yeah. but it's so, it's because they work. It's cute. It's funny. They're executed well. This movie is so fucking charming. I know I'm swearing a lot, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, it is charming, and it's it's clear that the whole family, the reason they all do what they do is because they love each other. That's yes. very clear from the jump, which I like. I think that's very sweet. Yeah. And, like, they just, it's funny because they just all, all of the female cousins just kind of pounce on her, and then the yeah. next time we see her, she's all done up in her wedding gown with her veil, and... Oh, just <laughs> layers and layers and layers of white. And, like, crazy makeup. Yes. And I think the thing... Okay. When they're in the limo going from the ceremony to the reception, Mm -hmm. the thing where I was like, okay, if I was in this situation and my husband said this to me, I would instantly know I made the right decision. And it's because she's, like, taking off all of the adornments and she is like, oh, my God, thank God I had this huge zit. It went down. And he goes, yeah, I did, too. She goes, really? He said, yeah, I put some Windex on it. It's so cute. Which is so cute. Because Because that's what her dad, yeah. Yeah, one of the first things we learn about her dad in the movie is that any skin ailment he fully believes can be cured by Windex. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that's something that my family jokes about all the time. Uh, Because it's a funny joke. It's a good joke. It works well for the movie. It's a good joke. It's a good thing. And it's also. It's it's so cute. It's a good joke, and it's also showing like, oh, he's now part of the family. Like he's in it with her, um, in a real way, and it's just cute and sweet. And the end, like, reception is very cute, and uh, with her, his parents are having a great time. Like I love that his dad turns to like Tula, 
and is like, this is a great wedding. Like, just, it's so cute. Everyone is nice and sweet and cares about each other. I think we've been missing movies like this for a while. Like, because we tend to watch movies for this podcast where we're like, why is everyone so mean? Um, And it's not that conflict isn't important, but I know that I have a better time when um, it's not just, okay, we're being mean to each other so that when we are nice to each other at the end, it means something. Like, part of why this movie works is like, yeah, her dad says some, like, frankly mean not cool stuff to her but it's also always very clear that there's like a love there or why people are saying it what where this is coming from in a way that isn't so i don't know i feel like i'm saying the same thing over and over again no, i just but really I, like no, this movie i think movie. that you have a good point because you know the only there's not one way to create conflict that moves plot or builds character and i think the the lowest hanging fruit for if you're if you're writing a TV show, a film, a play, whatever, a book, the lowest hanging fruit is if someone's just saying something mean or being shitty to you. And I think the movie, this movie handles conflict well because the characters love each other. And I do think that even though her dad says some stuff that's not the best, it's really clear that there is not only an intergenerational difference, but also a cultural difference. Like, Her parents are immigrants. She's a first-generation American. That's a really big cultural difference in and of itself. And there's a lot of things that carry over and a lot of things that don't. And so, you know, I think this film handles that really well because you can tell which generation is doing what and which generation is going to push back about certain things and Mm -hmm. why. Yes. That was well said, too, Melanie. Thanks. We're nailing it. Because oh. I'm a first-generation American. <laughs> Boom. You are Tula. You're going to guess who's coming. Your own private John Corbin. I won't say no to that. What a hunk. Um, you what know, a hunk. Why? I don't know why. I, I think it's just because I haven't watched this movie in a while, and I don't know why my brain was like, wait, was the brother gay? Like, I don't know why my brain was like, oh, and then the reveal is that the brother is gay, and that's not it at all. <laughs> I don't know no, that's why. No, in, that's in the sequel, and it's not Nick. What? It's Joey Fatone, who's gay. I... Spoilers. What? Okay. Cool. Good. Um, Melanie, <laughs> I have a question. Was this movie romantic? 500% yes. This I think it was romantic. so romantic. Is it sexy? It's very sweet. It is yeah. like a little. I don't, I'm it's, gonna it's, say no. I'm gonna say it wasn't sexy for me. It's not like, um, it's cute. I think it's cute. I'm not like, ugh. But I, it's um, it wasn't like, I wasn't hearing like saxophones in my head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and which wah, is fine. Wah, that, wah, that, wah. that wouldn't apply to this movie. That would be inappropriate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's very cute. Um, uh, w- I would recommend this movie. Oh, I would. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. And if it's you have cool. seen it, go watch it again. It's also one that I think is okay to watch with your parents. Yes, this is 100% parent and grandparent watching approved. Like, it, it, it's okay if you don't mind seeing like them make out a couple times. You know what I mean? But it's, yeah. it's, it's not like a... Um, um, 
It's not like a Life of Brian situation. No. And it's not like a Terminator situation. Oh, God! Uh, I can't... I don't understand how that's a universal experience for so many people. How has that happened for so many people where it's like, oh, yeah, we'll watch the Terminator. And every time while watching it with our parents, we fucking forget that there's that long-ass sex scene. I walk out. I was like, well, I have to go now. And I just left the room. I was like, I I, can't watch this with you. I'm fortunate enough that I didn't watch it with my parents, but I did watch it with my friend's parents. What? That's somehow worse. Yeah, it was rough. Um, anyway. Wow. um, Yeah. This isn't really a fuck, marry, kill movie. Um... I mean, it isn't, but let's play it anyway, because we gotta. We gotta. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, fuck, Mary kill. Mm-hmm. Nick, Angelo, Ian. I'm gonna marry Ian. Um, I don't want to kill Nick. He's so sweet, but that's not my type. Really. Because okay. I'm like, are you my cousin? <laughs> are you my cousin? I don't know. Do I, I guess I'll hook up with Angela. Although I do like this look of like the undershirt with the medallion. I like that look. That's like a very Greek and Italian look. I love that look. I love it. Um, I don't know, man. Do you know this? I don't know. I guess I'd marry I think, Ian. I think you've, I think you've cracked the code. Marry yeah. Ian. Yeah. Fuck Angelo, kill Nick. I even though like we love be, Nick. We, I, yeah, I love Nick. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, think that's, that's what the play. I would do, to be honest. Um, here's a question. What? How would you Paul Giamatify this movie? Oh, here's the thing. I don't think this movie needs to be Giamatified. Um, it's great the way it is. I think it would be funny if <laughs> Giamatti was his friend at school. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. That's what like, I was going to Out of nowhere, you're like, is that fucking Paul Giamatti? <laughs> <laughs> Just John Corbett's best friend is Paul Giamatti. Well, I think Giamatti would bring a certain levity to that role because not that Ian Gomez is a bad actor. He's actually a good actor. But his character is kind of a jerk, and I think Paul Giamatti would bring uh, a brightness to that. He, I, although Paul Giamatti is also great at playing jerks. He is, but there's just there's just something about it that I just I feel like he would I feel like he would be better at that role. I feel like it'd be good. I also I think it'd be interesting if he were like one of like someone's husband, like one of Tula's in laws or something. You know. Or what if what if he was Athena's husband? Uh, that the was one, the, that was what I was trying to say. The one I who's could, like the Portugalis woman. If they're not nagging someone, they die. They die. I loved it. Um, so funny. Yes. Like, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, only something that you could say about your spouse. Yeah. Um, <sighs> it's just cute. I also love that part of the way we see the timeline through the movie, and it's never, like, super... No- but, like, you see the sister um, with her kids, and then you see her pregnant, and then you see her at the wedding holding the baby. And right. I think that's, like, a cute way to show, like, no, time has passed. Like, a significant amount of time has passed. Yeah. Like, a short enough amount of time that, like, it's not like open forever, 
but a long enough amount of time so it's not like and we just started dating and we're getting married we we would love to know your opinions too do you think it's romantic what was your favorite part of my big fat greek wedding who would you Paul Giamatify? Mm-hmm. So if you want to tell us, and we would love to hear it, reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at hellnocast. You can also go to our website, hellnocast.com, and you can contact us through there as well. Yes. Um, I had a great time watching this movie and talking about this movie. This movie Me is too. a delight. Have you it noticed that when delight. we watch? Have you noticed that when we watch movies? We've been watching like good movies lately, and we're in such better moods. Oh, I, I I really thought about doing more Twilight, and I just don't have it in me. I just I, can't. I don't think we can. <laughs> I can't, watching, I like, can't do it. great classics, and we're just like, wow! Isn't it um, great to watch good movies that make you feel nice? Can you, can you believe when you watch something where it's like people, like, took care to show that people care about each other? Yeah, anyway, crazy, um, crazy. Wild. Um... Uh, that's no shade to Twilight, but... Oh, I'm throwing shade at Twilight. If you don't want to, I won't speak for you. But me, no. full shade to Twilight. Just because, like, people put a lot of work into it. But I think you need to be... I, I was talking about this with somebody or whatever, but it's like the, the... The attitude toward Twilight that you need to have is to critique it pretty heavily for its not great stuff. But it's also clear that, like, it's hard to not watch them. They're fascinating, and they're kind of fun. They're great with a group movies, but the problem is, yes. is that we are watching them on our own. And it's like watching a train wreck. It's it's like watching... Um, it's like being at a party where you thought you were going to know more people, and up everyone is in a fight, and you your Uber hasn't arrived yet. Yeah. So you have to wait at that party and watch everybody fight, and the whole time you're like... Hey, anybody want to? Anybody want some punch? Like anybody want to, a peanut? Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Do not apologize. Wait, am I Fezzik? Yes. <laughs> Hello, lady. And um, that, and that makes me Inigo. Yeah. <laughs> or does it make me Vicini? Who's to say? I'm sorry, you're Vassini. I don't want to be a bitch, but you're Vassini, babe. You're Vassini. Yeah. I mean, listen, I have to accept who I am. I love you very much. That's a compliment I care about. Did you know Wallace Shawn was constantly worried he was going to get fired? Really? Yeah. And finally, like, um, uh, Rob Reiner was like, Wallace, I hired you because I wanted you for this movie. You're fine. Inconceivable! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a what a what a film! We yeah. should we do that for the pod at some point? We'll have to we'll have to let the listeners decide. Um, yeah. Princess Bride should definitely be on our to do list. Mm-hmm. Well, so, uh, um. Anyway, this has been you had me in hell. No, I have been Allie, and I have been Mel. Uh, love you. Bye bye. Bye. You Had Me at Hell No was recorded remotely at our homes in front of our pets, Roscoe and Benny. Allie and I would like to say congratulations to Tiffer on the birth of his daughter, as well as a big thank you to Lucille Petty and Bella Vanek for writing our theme song. Thank you, Bella and Lucille. (laughs) 